This week's Friday panel, we have lots and lots to discuss. A busy week locally, nationally, and as you know, across the water as well, as they go in search of another new Prime Minister. Uh, our guests this week, former Sligo Fianna Fáil councillor Seamus Kilgannon and uh, Kieran Deneen, community activist, I think is the best uh, description of you, one of many, Kieran. Wouldn't well, that be can, fair to say? Well, you can call me anything, Dale, as long as you don't call me too early in the morning. Well, it's not that early <laughs> in the morning. OK, let's get the... Let's get the Mark McSharry issue out of the way because there's people texting all morning about that. We we know the situation. The latest is that um, David McSharry has sent a, a very long letter to Fianna Fáil headquarters saying he was upset and offended um, at the process which prevented his readmission to the Fianna Fáil party at the parliamentary party meeting earlier this week. What uh, Now it seems that the centre of this is... Um, um, I won't say a dispute, but a difference of opinion between Deputy McSharry and local Fianna Fáil councillor uh, Donald Gilroy, which is covered extensively in the national media uh, this morning. What do you make of it all, Seamus Kilgannon, as a former Fianna Fáil councillor? Yeah, well, Mark, or Niall, uh, as regards to Mark McSharry, ever since Mark left the parliamentary party, obviously I'm still active in the party, I would meet him, I would have been encouraging him, and I know that a lot of other people would have been encouraging to go back into the parliamentary party that that would be uh, would be uh, the place for him and he would be able to serve the people that was involved in selecting him and getting him elected better by by, by being in that. Now, I, I'm very disappointed. The process had started and a lot of people throughout the county in this constituency were very disappointed that that process didn't be, be finalised on Wednesday night last. Now, I have a difficulty in understanding what exactly is going on here because... At a Dáil Cantor meeting which was held prior to the Fianna Fáil Ardesh in Sligo, a motion was unanimously passed to write to the General Secretary of Fianna Fáil and the party leader to, to start the process of having Mark McSharry back in the parliamentary party. The complainant was in the room that night. Why, if he had a complaint, did he not raise it at that stage? I worked and in, was involved myself in trade unionism for, for some time and representing people. We always tried to settle disputes locally before it would go national. It's unfortunate that a local dispute now is big, is big making national headlines. And it's uh, when it comes to Mark McSharry and representing the people, particularly in the area of health services for this constituency, I don't know of anybody that worked harder or works harder for that particular cat lab for Sligo. And for that reason, uh, it's it's very unfortunate that this has blown up. And I would appeal to the chief whip and the party leader why they were able to jump around the place when this hand grenade was thrown in on Wednesday night and to block Mark's return to the parliamentary party. It certainly doesn't uh, argue well for the party leadership and how they treat people on the ground like myself which they will lead me and lots and lots more to campaign for the party candidates into the future. Okay, so so would you do you think then that the the party leader has questions to answer here about how this was handled during the week? Well, I mean, it came up the, the week before and there didn't seem to be a major issue and it said that it would be tabled, the motion would be tabled by the by the chief whip yeah. the following week, and then this arrives on, on their desk. I mean, to, to, to put it out there that there was an issue, I mean, if it was me or you, Niall, or, or Kieran, 
you could actually fi- read into that that some major crime was committed and for that reason we couldn't take this guy back. But I mean, if it's a local dispute and to, to, to take it so seriously, they have questions to answer as well. Okay, there's only so much we can say, obviously, and um, we're reading this morning more detail. In fact, we, we, we know a lot of the details ourselves, but the national newspapers have covered it extensively this morning. The dispute at, at the heart of just just to clarify one thing, you say that it could have been raised at a, a local doll counter meeting by the complainant, but was it an issue then? Did it not? Did well, the issue I, had... I mean, there, I, I have information to say that they, th- this argument was going on for some time and the dates and uh, emails and stuff were there to prove it. So the, the complainant did know about the, the concerns that he had. And if he mm-hmm. had an issue, why wasn't it raised in? And a few, a few weeks later... Um, and remember, the party had a very successful Ardesh locally. We got two people elected onto the Committee of 15. We have someone as, as a constituency delegate, so we're well represented up there. And the two people that stood, done extremely well because the both of them headed the poll on their own, on the female and male. So as an organisation, we're alive and well, and we're very, very disappointed that this should happen. Right, as someone who's uh, non-political, apolitical, Kieran, what do you make of the... Mark Mashari situation, or could you care less um, about Fianna Fáil? Uh, well, he's he's a local politician, and he he's uh, he's representing the people of Sligo. But it's it's what suits, I think, with uh, Mion Martin himself. And Mion Martin don't get on, and the dog in the street knows that. Yeah. And we know it's all over Catras and Pone and and Simon Coveney and everything else. But Mion Martin is 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 uh, on his last legs, and he was in a couple of weeks he'd be out. Do you think and, so? Oh yeah, and that'll that'll like a lot of like a lot of. I, I, I don't see, I don't see much much sign of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think my own personal opinion is he's he's run his course. I mean, even before the elections, he was telling lies, or as a politician would say, untruths. They wouldn't go into power with Fine Gael, and yet here they are in it. It's all about the status quo. Um, I think the way Mark McSharry has been treated is a disgrace, and I think there's questions to be answered. But, I mean, with the, with the, the local um, politician that complained about it, you know, it, it's hard to believe. I think it's the first time we ever heard of a politician being insulted. In in my lifetime. Okay. So, know, so all right. Well, we won't go into any more detail because there is an there is an investigation I just underway. Want to, one thing we have to highlight: the fact that it, the way it has happened, Mark wasn't afforded due process in how this was handled, and for that reason, it is it's it's disappointing and very disappointing that the okay. party that's around for for so long would do that to one of its members. Then. Okay. Or well, would you you would still expect and want to see Mark McSharry? Well, certainly, and I'm not just on my own. I know that <coughs> 99% of the Fianna Fáil people in this constituency would want to be back in the parliamentary party as soon as possible, and I think that will happen and happen very quickly. And I, as, as regard Kieran, and when our party leader will or will not be there, he, there's an arrangement made that the leadership or the Taoiseach's post will change. Yeah, I've no doubt that Michal Martin will be around for some time to come, as regards... So a, a party leader... No, look at we. Who knows? I mean, look at what happened yesterday in Britain. But that, yeah, but that's a different kettle of fish. At the end of the day, I think Mion Martin has run his course, and uh, like a lot of like a lot of the politicians, and I think it's time for him to be put out. All I'm concerned about here this morning is that due process will be afforded to Mark McSharry and be back in the parliamentary party as, as soon as they meet, and that's next week. But it suits, it suits it suits me, all Martin, not to put, not to bring him back in. 
So it does because of what he. Well, in, fairness to Mark, in fairness to Mark, he stood up and was only one of the politicians that stood up and said what he, what happened was wrong. The rest of them hid under the, hid under the blanket. So in that respect, and that's why he was, was uh, put out. That's why he lost the whip. It suits me, Hon Martin, and he should have done the right thing and uh, done the man his his uh, due course. He didn't. So that maybe that would be a reason for to put that man out. But no, that won't happen. Is the tail waggling the dog or is the dog waggling the tail? That's what I would ask. I want to see Mark back in the parliamentary party along with a whole lot of my colleagues. 0719118104, our number to call this morning. You can text or WhatsApp now to 0833500530. If I was a newspaper editor, I was thinking about this, I might uh, have used the headline Disastrous in relation to what's happening across the water. Maybe it's been used by some paper already. And we read this morning, and I was just checking this gentleman before we started uh, our discussions, Boris Johnson very, very, very much in the picture of making a comeback. How do you feel about that, Kieran? and what has happened uh, with Liz Truss? Well, 44 in, fairness, days to, in fairness to Liz Truss, um, she was in over her head and she didn't know what she was doing. Um, she was foreign secretary there for a while and we've seen what uh, she was going doing. I think that she hadn't a clue what she was at. And I think that she promised sun, moon and stars like all the politicians do, but she was found out. And I think that Boris, um, as I say, Boris the gardener, I think he'll try and make a comeback. So he will. But I don't think it's going to happen for him. I hope not. But at the end of the day, what goes on in Britain doesn't affect me at the minute. Yeah. You know, but I think that she, she bit off more than she could chew and she has been found out. But if she wasn't up to the job, which a lot of people now say she wasn't, including her own a significant number of, of MP. How, how did she get the job in the first place? Because think? like all politicians, she promised sun, moon and stars and she promised money in their pockets and lawyer walia and it, it, it's not going to happen. When she came out with the, the budget, it was proven that what she came out with was pie in the sky. So in that respect. But she was found out and she wasn't fit for the job. And I think my own opinion is, listening there, she was up at three and four in the morning and everything else, no job is worth your health. And I think it would have affected her health. But she was a tough cookie when she was in the foreign, the foreign uh, government. And yeah. I think she was, she was, uh, she was setting a lot of, uh, burning a lot of bridges for herself there in Europe. Okay, so, in that respect. But I think she was right to get out if she wasn't fit for the job. I remember when, when Brian Clough took over as manager of Leeds United. You're not a Leeds fan, anybody? No, not, no, my brother is, though. Uh, he took over from, from Don Revy back in, was it 74? I think it was 74. And he lasted 44 days before being ousted, which is the same length of time as Liz Truss. You don't expect it uh, with a prime minister, whatever, but a football manager, Seamus Kilgannon. Yeah, well, look at um, what's happening in Britain. I don't agree with Kieran when he says it doesn't affect me or it doesn't it does affect Ireland and the quicker they get stability in Britain the better for, for all of us but just look let's look back at she came through the nomination process herself and the Chancellor were the two people that toured Britain for two months July and August of this year yeah. now it, it, she was making promises the Chancellor was making promises to say that we had to be careful and very careful at how the, the country would be run into the future, particularly with the war in Ukraine and, the, and energy crisis and all that. And you're not correct, Kieran, in saying, like all politicians keep on promising. He didn't promise, but he paid the price because he didn't promise. He said we, we couldn't do the tax cuts that she was promising. And when she got in there, she saw the markets collapse when she became Prime Minister and when she started to implement this famous budget of hers. 
you'd have to have some sympathy for her because I mean it's it's a terrible blow to the fact that she's made headlines by being 40 and the damage she has done not just to the British economy but to the world economy when you had the the, the President of America speaking out about the e- economics that were being processed in Britain it's fairly serious stuff so there, let's see who comes out of it now but I hopefully when this election is over that there will be some stability and I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Boris Johnson made it back because funny enough when he was making his goodbye speech he hinted at such he did. that he could be back. And so he, let's he, see he what quoted, happens. He quoted Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. How many of them has 100? Yeah, he needs 100. They need 100 MPs to get a, a nomination. But and, and Kieran referred to it, and you did it as well, Jim, as a moment ago. The, the personal effect this has on anybody, not not just Liz Truss. Uh, I mean, the, the abuse she's had to endure over the past couple of days. And I was looking at television this morning, and apparently there was a, there was an image of, of a lettuce uh, projected onto the House of Commons last night. Uh, that must be incredibly difficult for yeah, well, I mean, her, her I, I, family to you take. You might say, well, I would be talking about politicians and having sympathy for them, but uh, and we hear a lot of people, and you read a lot in the media, and hear about the salaries they're on and uh, the expenses they get. But they, it's a seven-day-a-week job, you know, for any politician, let it be here, a national politician in this country or in Britain or anywhere. And you then have to apply for your job at best at every five years and at worst maybe two or three years. Mm. And, uh, how do you plan your life around that type of thing? So, Okay. okay. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking you now, Boris Johnson, he told people that they couldn't go out with COVID. They couldn't go and visit uh, loved ones that was dying and all that stuff. And here he was having parties. You can call them parties or you can call them work um, dues in, in uh, 10 Downing Street the man was caught out he told that many lies he didn't know what he was saying in the in the end and at the end of the day a politician they put their name down on the ballot hoping that they will get voted in all they have to do is, is four or five years to get the pension for life and to get their, their expenses and the whole lot a politician doesn't say oh I'm only going to go and do five days a week when you sign up for it there's no uh, sense in saying like, hold on now there's no sense hold on there's no sense in signing up for something and then stating oh well I thought it was only this that or the other as a Prime Minister or as a Taoiseach or anything else you know that it's 24-7 and when, when the stuff comes out you have to deal with it that's the problem I, I'm not carrying a torch here for Boris Johnson I'm only saying it's possible that he could make and I mean, it's like Liz Truss going up and down Britain and promising things she knew she couldn't deliver. The, well, then the, why did she promise it? But you, I mean, in order to get in, that's what politicians do. Well, you also said, and it's incorrect that a politician does three or five years. That isn't correct. The late Brian Linehan, when he was Minister for Finance, he put a huge amount of effort into putting right the whole area of pensions for serving politicians, right? And so they're basically on the same system now as public servants, albeit that they would serve 20 years to get a full pension. But you, this idea is out there, the myth, are oh, you serve three or four years and you get a pension. It's not true. Does, it, does, you, a, you TD, a, TD. does a TD Does a TD get a pension after serving his time as a junior minister or as a minister? If a TD serves five years... They get proportionately pension according so to So they get pension years. for life. But, yeah, but do you know it, how much it is? It, it makes the difference what it is. It makes the difference whether it's one euro or 100,000 euro. Yeah, but... They're signing up. You're trying to peddle the idea that a TD is there for five years to get a full pension. 
they would have to get another job because they certainly wouldn't live on the little bit they get for a pension for five Shame. years. They Shame, the little bit they get. A, a politician, a junior minister is on 106,000 a year plus expenses. That's And it's, and it's roughly about 40,000 expenses. Are you telling me you can't live on that? You don't have to leave this town to find people that are in jobs, in, in different jobs, getting far more than 106,000 a year and they don't have to apply for their job every three or five years. So yeah, but, you, but, they're, but they're running but companies. Why, why, they're why, running companies and if their companies are run right, they're out. As with a politician, it's all, there's always something else. There was always Brexit, there was COVID, there's their war now in Ukraine, there's always something to stop it. And there's no money for anybody else, but there's always money for politicians well, to be given a, a raise. I'm surprised to hear you saying there's no money. In, in this country, when the budget was announced there a few weeks ago, it's incredible how it happened. There was 11 billion made available for, to get us through this crisis. But that was money and not that was one taken euro in. of that 11 was borrowed. That money was taken in by people paying extraordinary and money on, on fuel and everything okay. else, taxes. All right. And okay. imagine going to court with, 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 with Google and that, saying we don't want 13 billion. Okay. All right. to European well, court. I, I want to move on to some of the issues that you, did you refer to there. Um, didn't Mark McSherry vote to keep the government in power in July, uh, asks this person. Someone else says, I'm sure Fine Gael would gladly take Mark McSherry into their ranks. Um, Donegal Fianna Fáil man has texted in to say Mark McSherry had has to be expected to go back to the party. Does Micheál Martin want another independent Fianna Fáil uh, representative in uh, the North West? And somebody else rang in to thank Seamus for the party political broadcast on behalf of Fianna Fáil. However, the listener comments that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are finished in this country. I, I want to ask you about well, the... Well, co- I mean, just, just on that comment there mm. regarding uh, party political broadcast, that's the party I happen to be a member of. And I have been for the, all of my life involved in politics. Yeah. Kieran is right. Politicians are well paid for what they do. They know what they're going into and then get their pension after pension. Listeners, very disappointed in Seamus this morning in his comments. Liz Truss was in the job for 44 days and will now get 115, is it £1,000 for the rest of her life? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know anything about the British yeah. pension system. All I do know a little bit about what happens here. Okay, well what is happening here is um, things are proving very, very difficult for people with the cost of living and I was reading yesterday about uh, how much food prices have gone up up 14% in some cases. It's, it's, and I'm sure you know this from your involvement with the credit union. Uh, have you ever seen it as bad as this, as bad as this Seamus? Kilgallen, well, with the- just when it comes to the credit union system, uh, during covid Credit unions went through a very, very difficult period because uh, one was the people were saving rather than borrowing. And yeah. for that reason, we don't make any money on savings. And we were also caught up in the whole area of uh, investment. You were, there was no return to be got for money, so it was invested. In fact, towards the end in the last 18 months, or, uh, some of the monies that we had that we weren't able to lend out, we were paying 0.6% on it. So we were handling money for our members and having to pay for it to have it in, in the banks. Yeah. Now, thankfully, there is a new credit union bill coming along that hopefully might be agreed before Christmas, and that might help to ease that type situation. The other thing is because of the markets and how interest rates are going, the banks now have lifted that charge off credit unions, so it could be onwards and upwards from here. But um, as regards the cost of living, look at it, it is a frightening situation that is happening right across 
the world and right across this country. And to be fair, and people who won't, won't agree with me, the government did try to do something in, in, in the budgets as yeah. to how they would handle the, the situation. Was it enough? Was it ever going to be enough, no matter what well, they did? One of the encouraging things about it, if you look at what the trade unions did in the national pay agreements, and they sat down, and they have worked out an agreement for the next couple of years, and we, we all know that inflation is running higher than 7 or 8%, maybe higher than that. And in some cases, it's much much higher for some products. But the trade unions obviously took some responsibility for it, and they have signed up to an agreement over over the two years, giving them a total increase of between six and seven percent. So I mean that that, that they have to be complimented on that, both the mm. employers and the and the trade unions for because we're all go, we're all in this together, and we're all going to take a hit. We'll all have to pay more and be less well off. Okay. Do you feel you were looked after in the budget, and people were looked after who were struggling, Karen? No, I don't. Um, I mean, they're given two hundred euros now for electricity, and instead of cutting it down, the electricity they own, I think, is ninety percent of the ESB, and I think they should have uh, cut the electricity down. I mean, there's businesses closing left, right, and centre. So there is. So I think that, you know, I was talking to a fella there a couple of weeks ago and he was telling me that his medication, he could only take half of it. And I asked him why. He says, I can't afford it because he has to buy school uh, stuff for his kids and that. I mean, there's 3,000 people a year, Niall, in Ireland that die from fuel poverty. Yeah. Now, when you see that statistic, that means that all the people that have died in Northern Ireland in the last 30 years, that dies in Ireland every year. And there's not a word about it. There's not a word about it from Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael or the Greens who's in, who's in power at the minute. And you're talking, saying that there's money there and the whole lot. There's over 10,000 people homeless at the minute. And yet we could bring in Ukrainians and we could bring in all foreign people. No disrespect to them, they have to be housed. But why are we not housing the Irishman that, that has, is here, that the 10,000 people? What about the 3,000 people every year that die from fuel poverty? I couldn't believe that statistic when I seen it. And there's not a word about it from any of the parties above in the doll. And at the end of the day, the, the money that it's costing now, it's to do with the likes of the shopping um uh, companies and they're making huge money. You can look at a bar of chocolate, there was 10, sli- uh, 10 squares in it, there's now only 8, it's half the size it was. You look at all that stuff and they're blaming they're blaming the war in Ukraine. There's always something out there, but yet they're making colossal profits of billions. So that's that's where my problem is. Well, I mean, I, I agree, I was reading something there recently on, on from, from a local restauranter that his uh, ESB bill last year was 4,000. 200, yeah. the same bill for the same period this year is 12,500. I mean, that is an enormous increase. And what's, what it's going to lead to now is that these restaurants and places like that will not be able to give a six-day or seven-day service and they'll reduce it to two or three days. You'll have people then will be will be on three-day weeks or maybe less. They'll, they'll then have to be paid to get non-employment assistance. You will also lose quali- quality staff, trained staff, that if when the thing picks up, they won't be there, they'll have be gone somewhere else. So there, it is a major, major crisis. And the quicker that, and I mean, the war in Ukraine has caused massive problems. We have 42,000 
alone, Ukrainians in this country that we wouldn't have if that war was over in the morning, they'd be, they'd be gone, gone back. That is, that's costing an enormous amount, amount of money. And um, should, But on the other hand, there is a lot of benefits there for people that was, was introduced, you know? Uh, I want to ask it to both of you, uh, and it's, it's it's over a week since this happened, uh, but there's been significant reaction uh, still uh, coming in in relation to the Irish women's uh, soccer team and their celebrations in their dressing room after qualification for the World Cup and um, the song they were singing, which they quickly apologised for. Do you think that was a storm in a teacup, Kieran, or not? Well... Celtic Symphony was was uh, written for Celtic uh, for their hundred year anniversary in eighty yeah. seven, uh, and uh, I think they're just sky is making a, a mountain out of a molehill. I wouldn't be apologising for anything in that respect. At the yeah, end of the day, I, it's I, a I song. Don't, I don't know if it was just Sky. It was, uh, well, yeah. Sky Sky came on and I watched the interview that they gave one of the players, and in fairness to her, she was able to uh, speak her mind. But at the end of the day, it's a song. Uh, the other day, Linfield won a cup above, above in, in, in the north and they were singing anti-Catholic songs and everything else and not a word about it. Mm. And I think Sky is just making, they're trying to make a mountain out of a mohill. So it is. And I think at the end of the day, Niall, is where, where does it end? You know, it's a song in the story that we're celebrating. And I don't think I don't think they could sing away. As far as I'm concerned, they can sing away. There's no harm, mm. harm in it. But, That's but, my own opinion. But, but the words of the song, the lyrics, do they not? Well, it's about it's the song is about a, a Scottish um, man supporting Celtic. Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's, but it's it. yeah, it's about a, a graffiti which the, the songwriter saw over at, oh, near Celtic Park. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what what is it up the ra? At the yeah. end of the day, they could have been celebrating 1916. Who, who's to say they weren't? I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, my grandfather was an IRA man. So I would be sad could sing songs. I often sang Celtic Symphony myself and so, other so songs. Do you, do you see any difference between the, the IRA that your grandfather uh, fought for and was involved in and the IRA of more recent times? You I see would any? see a difference. I would see a difference. I mean, back then, you know, it was it was uh, brother against brother and stuff like that. And don't forget, we, we took down... Um, a colonial um, enter- enterprise in, in respect of uh, for 700 years. And I think we're one of the only countries that ever defeated uh, Britain mm. in that respect. So it is. So let them sing away till their heart's content as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Seamus, what are your thoughts well, on it I'm now? I'm not a big Weakened. soccer person, but I did actually sit down and watch that particular match. And I was absolutely delighted that they, that they qualified for the World Cup. And I mean, they had negotiated a way back uh, a windfall prize was agreed with the FAI if the team qualified for the 2023 finals. Uh, they get three three hundred thousand divided among the team. Yeah, and as regards that was as a result of a threat and strike. These ladies or girls, whatever you want to call them, were after qualifying. They they, they had no idea the song they were singing was going to cause such such an offence. And I mean, footballers they are they play football. Actors go and they do acting. Singers sing. So therefore, look at they. They realised when it was put to them, and they genuinely apologised. Their manager apologised for for what had happened. So, look, you just have to hope that they go on, and this will certainly won't affect them. And to wish them every success. Any sport is is good to see people competing, and they're representing Ireland. We have to wish them the best. Okay, so, so you'd give them the benefit, even though they are role models, you would give them the benefit of the doubt. They didn't 
really you know, understand. They're teenagers are in their twenties. Mm. I mean, they, they wouldn't realise the the amount of of uh, were doing any damage by singing. Yeah. Well, the as, song. as we were and saying, when they did, they were prepared to put their hand up and apologise. So did their manager, and I think she did an excellent job in speaking up for the team. She did an excellent job in managing them, but she also did an excellent job. Mm. And no, none of those girls went out to try to offend anybody. Yeah, well, we were talking about this uh, when it happened, and uh, my nightclub days are long behind me, but it, it is apparently a very, very, very popular song uh, at nightclubs to this day. Um, it was voted, It was voted Niall, one of the top songs in the world for football anthems. So it was. And it's after putting in the Wolf Tones as number one in Ireland and number two in England. Right, OK. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't let the occasion go by when you think about the, the winning goal was scored by Amber Barrett. Yeah. And who happens to have connections with, with Creaselock and it was happening the week after that terrible tragedy up there. So, I mean, maybe there's a message in, it, in that for us all, you know. But if you don't mind me saying so, Niall, you look at the FAI, they came out and apologised as well. Are they going to come out and say about the, the, the story now that's going on in, in Qatar? Are they going to come out and apologise over that? Is the English FA going to apologise over what's going on over there? You know, when you see that women can't vote, women can't drive, women can't go to football matches and all of that stuff, and have to wear, their, see where their climber hadn't got a headscarf on, and the next thing yeah. was she had a private plane back. I mean, are they going to come out and, and apologise over Well, I don't know. I, there some token gestures of protest already have been made by the German Football Association, by the, by the French one as well. And I see, as part of the, the French objections to life in Qatar, um, they're not allowing any of these public viewings of the World Cup games, the big screens. Seems a strange move, but there you go. That's part it's of all there. down to money now. Yeah, right, okay. Um, I want to ask you about Irish jokes because we had a controversy on the show yesterday. It's continued today about um, one of our broadcasters uh, telling a Paddy the Irishman joke yesterday and one listener very, very upset by this saying it's a matter for the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and it was Paddy the Irishman jokes or three Paddy's jokes as they're regularly called are, are offensive uh, and they're outdated and so forth. Do you, would you subscribe to that, Seamus, or not? Oh, certainly don't. I think to myself that the, the whole thing of political correctness has gone mad. And I mean, if people go out and tell a few jokes and make people happy, sure, why don't it just keep on doing it? Because, I mean, if we have to always watch what we say and what we do and what... It is, where is the world going to at all? I think it's let them get a life and get on with it. Uh, I was thinking about this. I, I don't think, and I've been called, as, 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 as I expect both of you have, I've been called all sorts of names down the years uh, related to my Irishness. And I don't think I ever took offence, to be honest. Not that I can remember. I, I, apart from one time I remember uh, being brought to a party in the East End of London and when I was introduced, uh, the person, the host of the party, asked me if I had any bombs with me. <laughs> I think I took a bit of offence to that. But apart from that, I don't. I wouldn't, I would I, I think myself it's it's, it's 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 very hard to get your head around why yeah. people would be having getting offence to jokes wherever they're or whoever they're about. They are just jokes, and people should just lighten up. Times are bad enough, and people are suffering. And to think that people want to make a big issue about a few jokes, I think is incredible. But the problem the problem there now is that that man that rang in and says that about the joke, maybe maybe he had something in when he was in England. He, he took did, offense he did. to it. In, in, well, him or her, I don't know if it's a him you know, he or she. Certain, he did. In fairness, you know, he said that he'd be racially abused. Yeah, so I mean, she in that did respect, when he, he, would in be, he would be um, kind of uh, as I do say, tender to it. 
at the end of the day a joke a joke is, is for to laugh at and the Irish we always laughed at ourselves and in that respect you know you just have to be careful in what you say now because if you say nothing you're, it's wrong and if you say something it's also wrong so you know but maybe that man maybe there's something there yeah. he, maybe and, and do you do you find that difficult this this uh, PC culture woke culture oh, we know yes absolutely I think it's crazy I think 99% of the people are bowing to the 1% and as I say if you say nothing you're wrong and if you say something you're wrong you know I see that man below that's in jail the last 6 or 7 weeks uh, eunuch I see see the crack there where he wouldn't refer to to one of his uh, students as they Mm. It was either he or she. You know, the man is sticking to his guns. Fair play to him. That's what I'd say. But I yeah. don't think that we should be bowing, the 99% should be bowing to the 1%. Yeah, it's the Enoch Burke, I think you've referred to. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, well, he's gone to jail now over, over his beliefs and they're saying now that he won't be he won't be heard of it now until next March. Um, you know. Do you, do you remember growing up, do you remember years ago, do you, they used to, and maybe they still do, they used to sell... Uh, Kerryman joke books in the shops years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not. But you can you can still buy joke books and there'll be plenty yeah. of Kerryman jokes in it as well, you know? Yes. Just Kevin man jokes, everything else. Yeah. I mean, where where do you stop or where does it end? That's that's my problem, is where does it end? All right, okay. Well, maybe the, the, the greatest trait of all is the ability to an extent to be able to laugh at yourself. I don't know. A lot to be said for it, I think. Okay. Uh, a couple of things to mention from a personal um, involvement point of view. We start with you, uh, Seamus. The credit union is on your mind, as it usually is. Well, it is. is right? I mean, yesterday was a big day for the Irish League of Credit Unions. Um, the marked Credit Union Day, which was uh, by announcing the takeover of the Irish Consumer Sentiment Index from KBC. So when you get your results from the consumer index in the next every three months that will come out it will now be headed up by uh, the Irish League of Credit Unions and we'll be getting a mention there and we'll also be get, getting ourselves up there where we rightly belong to be able to track and see what's happening out there in the world of commerce you know? I think right. it's a big breakthrough and let's hope it's the, be, it's the first of many to come there's All right. more to come into in, before Christmas, I hope. Yeah. Okay, but you still want people to take out the loans. Uh, we certainly do. Le, less saving and more loans. Yeah, less. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just the way it's, it's structured. We we yeah. cannot. You you won't believe it. We cannot send, take money abroad and invest it. We're governed by the strict rules that are set by the by the Central Bank of Ireland. Yeah, and, and, and there's, pe- there's people on be. asking, is that ever going to change and why are there limits and why can't they save more? But that's, Well, that's, that's been negotiated at the moment and, and to be fair to this government, whether we like to call it, whatever it is made up of three parties, for the first time we got a minister for credit unions and uh, it is it, a lot of negotiations have gone on but there's one person that you're negotiating with now and that is Minister Fleming. And it certainly has, it's going to bring rewards, albeit that we'd prefer if they were happening faster, but at least it is going to happen. Right, it's not credit unions you've in your mind. It's 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 a wedding, uh, Kieran, isn't that right? Yeah, there's a wedding next Thursday. Uh, Jamie Cawley, from, he's there from Lily's, and uh, Anna Higgins from the shop there on Market Street, um, Anna's. Uh, they're tying the knot in Tipperary next uh, Thursday. So I just want to wish them all the best for the future, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good day. 
Right, OK. Uh, too many uh, texts and messages to get through. Uh, Paddy the Irishman uh, jokes, uh, they're around since I was a child. Uh, that, the, the person who has the problem with the jokes need to live in the real world. And someone else asks, why, why do we seem to have to be bending to everybody else's beliefs? And it's a question of uh, feck hours. Uh, someone else says, um, very enjoyable show. This is Bertie. Very enjoyable show this morning. Should be having Kieran on every Friday to speak out uh, about what others are silenced to do and the corrupt media included. Um, best regards. Kieran is a true gentleman, says Bertie. It's hardly Bertie Hearn, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. No. I see he's uh, after being voted back in as well, which is another joke. And sh- shame, shame on, shame on Eamon Scanlon. That's another day's. That's another day's. Um, why, why, why another would, why, this is about Bertie Hearn being readmitted yeah, to yeah, the Fianna Fáil? We know why he's been readmitted, and it's an absolute disgrace. And anyone that has anything to do with him should be ashamed of. Well, life. I'm delighted to hear Karen saying that because obviously he's going to give Fianna Fáil a lift, and that's why you're so upset about yeah, well, it. Why you, what, give give Fianna Fáil a lift? This is a man that brought the country to its knees in 2008. And and this is a man that hadn't even well, a bank Kieran, account. Well, Kieran, maybe when you're now, so, go, when you're so knowledgeable, let's, tell let's me go. then why did all the countries across Europe go to his knees around the same time and they didn't have Bertie Ahern running? Bertie, because Bertie, no more than the, the, the regulator, was asleep at the wheel. That's what he was paid for. So it was. Okay, all right. Well, he may be president before too long, Kieran. Hopefully not. Okay. Oh, hopefully we not. Shall well, see. he won't be getting my vote anyway. Many thanks to both of you for joining